Somebody tell them I got it. I got it. I know I got it. My God, my God, my God, my God. Jesus. My Lord, my Lord. Hey, yeah. I got it, I got it, I got it. Got it in my heart, got it in my soul, got it in my spirit, got it in my hands, got it in my clap. Jeremiah said it's just like fire shut up in my bones. Somebody give God praise. If you know you got it, I got his power, got his authority, got his might, got his strength, got his love, got his hand. God is mercy. God is grace. Got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Woo. God bless you. My Lord, my Lord, you may be seated. We thank God for you. It's a wonderful thing to have it, ain't it, man? You ain't got to put it on layaway. You can get it today. And I guarantee if you get it right, you ain't going to take it back. You're not going to try to exchange it. You don't want no refund. What you got, you're going to keep it, and you're going to want God to give you more of what you got because what you got is the best thing you ever had. When you got something you never had, you got a joy with you all the time. Uh, does anybody, ever had, anybody know I got something I never had when I got Jesus? When I got Jesus, I got something that I can have all the time so I can praise God at any time, at any moment, any situation, no matter what the trial, the tribulation, or the trouble is, I got something to overcome any trial I'm dealing with, so therefore I'm going to give God praise no matter what, because what I got is the victory. Tell somebody, say, I got the victory, I got the victory, I got the victory. I know I got it. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. I'm excited today. Oh, I'm excited. Why? Because I know that I got something. You got something. You got something that can bless your household. You got something that can bless your life. You got something that will cause you to be victorious no matter what it is. You will still have joy, still have peace, and still have praise. Does anybody have it like that? That no matter what comes about, I still got to praise. No matter what comes about, I still got joy. No matter what comes about, I still a shout in the devil's face. No matter what I'm dealing with, I still gonna raise my hand and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. No matter what it looks like, I ain't gotta have no money. It looks like I can't pay my bills, but I still got something that I know that God's gonna take care of me of. I still got it. And I'm gonna shout like I'm losing my mind. The Bible says, oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout with the force of triumph. Why? Because I know I got the victory over every trial, every tribulation, every situation, every storm. And I give God praise. Even when it doesn't look like us, I ain't got to wait till the battle is over. I'm going to shout now. Listen here, somebody here right now. You're on the verge of a breakthrough. I see it just like I see, looking like I'm looking at a television screen. You're on the verge of a breakthrough. And God said, so you done dealt with a whole lot of stuff this week. Like you almost done lost your mind. Like you're tired physically. Somebody heart palpitating. I don't know who that is. Somebody heart been palpitating, but God said, so you got a healing. 
you got a deliverance you got a breakthrough you can make the devil know he's defeated and God said if you give me a praise who am I talking to in here right now God said if you give me a praise God said if you give me some glory God said you got it 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 Uh, listen, uh, do me a favor. If you know you, if you know you believe and understand that these signs shall follow them that believe. I need you to touch three people. And say you're healed. Just touch them now. Say, like, I want you to prophet, tell them you're healed. No, you ain't saying it right. You ought to get excited. Don't, don't. You ain't talking about you got. Uh-uh. You ain't talking about you got a piece of can't Tell them you healed. Tell them you healed. Say God is a healer. 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 God is a healer. God is a healer. Somebody give God a praise. Listen, I ain't got time to go over my credentials, but I'm going to tell you just what I just saw on this side of the room. I saw the spirit of stroke go out the door. I saw on this side of the room the spirit of heart palpitations go out the door. Y'all don't want to praise God yet, but God got an anointing for you. I dare you to... Somebody give God a praise. Listen, listen. I need you to do something. I need you to grab a hand. Grab a hand. Grab a hand. I just need to. I need you to grab a hand. How many know we got power in the name of Jesus? How many know there's victory in the name of Jesus? How many know there's invincible power in the name of Jesus? Indefeatable power in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, devil, you a liar. I'm seeing what the devil trying to got his calendar tomorrow. He's gonna try to he's gonna try to take somebody life. Somebody shout, devil, you a liar. Boy, we finna pray about 35 seconds to put some put some whoop on the do boop 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 boop. Put him up under your feet. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we thank you for the anointing that destroys every yoke. For the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Thank you, God. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the power of the Holy Ghost. I rebuke in the mighty name of Jesus every spirit of sickness and disease, every spirit of heart attack, every spirit of stroke, every spirit of diabetes. 
I command the blood to flow right now in Jesus' name. Behold, I got power over serpents and scorpions, over all power of the enemy. Nothing shall by enemies hurt thee. The word of the living God says that thou will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. To do that which is right in his sight. To listen to and obey all of his commandments. Keep all of his statutes. I will heal thy body from the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Somebody shout up healed. Somebody shout up healed. Somebody shout up healed. Somebody shout up plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Satan, right now, I command you to take your hands off of them. We got the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What's if we bound on us should be bound in heaven? What's if we loose on us should be loose in heaven? Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents, scorpions of all power, the enemy, nothing shall by enemies hurt thee. Somebody shout up here! You can be seated. No, I see that thing, heart palpitation. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I just want, I'm not put nobody under the microscope. I just want everybody to raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. God's healing you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. God's delivering the yokes even right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. With my stripes you will heal. Surely the born our Christ will carry our sorrows. Yet we didn't see him stricken, spin of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised by iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. He sent this word, the people heal, and they was delivered from the pits of their destruction. And the Lord thy God says, Surely he brought them forth with silver and gold. There was not one single few person amongst that tribe. It's the word of the Lord thy God that says, Jesus himself took away all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases. We are healed by the blood of the Lamb. I command every yoke to be destroyed. I command every burden to be removed. This day I set you free. Said the Lord thy God. Take your healing by faith. Take your healing by joy. Take your healing by praise. Take it right now. Every yoke will be destroyed. I see some people dealing with depression. But God said, if you bless me right now, that spirit got to go. If you praise me right now, that spirit got to leave. Do I have any praises in the house? One can chase a thousand. Two can chase ten thousand. God said, give me a real prize. My, my, my. God. My Lord. It's a breakthrough in here. It's a breakthrough in here. Listen, listen. This is the time where we as saints of God, we have to be wise and smart and watch out. I say, watch as well as pray. We have to be this. 
We live in extreme times now. Where the devil is trying to attack you every different way he can. But he's defeated. You got to know that he's defeated. And so, we just don't want us to be whole spiritually and not mentally. We don't want to be whole spiritually, mentally, and not physically. It's important that as we're moving forward in this day and time, that we start taking care of our bodies. God began to tell me three, four years ago, he said, you're going to see people getting sick like never before. So you're going to see people getting the flu, and it's going to take them two and three weeks to get rid of it. You know what I'm talking about. You done seen it. Some of y'all have dealt with it. You, it's, not, it's not the way. It used to be when I was growing up, you got the flu from October to February. One no flu season in, in, in April, May, June, July, August. Folk get the flu now. It lasts for a long time. That's the devil. We got to be aware and more conscientious of things we need to do for our body. Because listen, the devil is attacking African Americans like never before. One third of all African American men got high blood pressure. 70% of all African Americans from ages of 20 to 74 is unbelievable, uh, 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 overweight. Obesity causes a lot of diseases. I'm not trying to make nobody feel bad. We, no, we're talking about moving the devil. I'm not trying. But these, these are things that, that, that the devil is attacking us with. AIDS is on the upswing in the black community, but it's on the downswing in other ethnic groups. We're only 13% of the population, but 65% of all new AIDS cases take place in the black community. A, a black child is two times more likely to die of sudden infant death syndrome than a white child. So for the past four to five years, God's been having me to do things differently. Definitely with my diet, so I want you to lead the people in this way eventually. And I've been saying, God, I want, I want a health minister at our church. I know God got me like doing a whole lot of things that you know, people may say, because you know, now I don't drink nothing but water. No this, no that. And, my food, my basic diet, I basically live on a Daniel fast. And, and those society may say, that's weird. But I think society is weird. Why? Because you, 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 you are denying your body the health and the benefits it's supposed to have just for 15 minutes of pleasure. Because the food tastes good. Don't get me wrong. Ain't, ain't nothing better than a good piece of sausage. Don't nobody want to talk to me now, dude. You know what I mean? Good pizza is hard to beat. Good hamburger, good french fries. Good, good apple pie. I keep talking, y'all gonna leave. A good peach pie. Y'all know y'all like chitlins with hog mogs in it? Oh, y'all ain't old enough for that. Y'all remember that. But, 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 but those things that we, that we love to eat, I, it, it doesn't love us. And the devil is like a serpent and a snake coming in and stealing our lives before his time. Had a guy tell me, he said, man, everybody, everybody going to die. And I was thinking like, did you just figure that out? What you, what, that ain't nothing new. No. And I was telling him, because we, 
God, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't talking about my situation. I said, he was just talking about people, how they eat. And, and, I, and he's like, eat whatever I want. We're all going to die. I said, it's true. That's true. We're all going to die. But I don't want to be dying while I'm living. I don't want to be hurting while I'm living. I don't want to be full of pain while I'm living. You follow what I'm saying? I ain't afraid of dying. Dying don't bother me because I only got been here for 55 years. I was somewhere else before these 55 years. I don't know where I was, but I wasn't here. Let's see what. But listen, so, so what I'm saying is, no, you want to feel good because somebody needs you. Somebody's depending on you. Look at somebody say, somebody needs you. You're important. You're important. Somebody needs you. So, so I've been praying. I've been seeking God about us getting a health minister in our church. And, 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 and God gave me a person that's, that's, that's just right here. It's none other than Marie Ayers, Michael uh, Ayers' wife. Listen. She is a clinical educator for the Children's Health Care of Atlanta. She trains 50, 50 now, 50 registered nurses and other health professionals. Her specialty is gastroenterology. You know, that's the GI tract. Rheumatology, deal with inflammation. Nephrology, kidneys. Infectious diseases, ear, nose, and throat. It's a blessing that we have somebody in our church. Now, she's not just a registered nurse, which is great, but she's teaching registered nurses. She's teaching them. She does a lot of great things for our company, for our organization. She's an asset to any corporation, and she's definitely an asset to the Greater Body of Christ Temple. Her name is Marie Asma, is our health expert for Greater Body of Christ Temple. I want you to give her a hand as she comes. She's going to have some words right now. Introduce herself to her. Come on, this, this is ours now. This is ours. This is ours. We can do better than that. This is ours. We need, we, how, don't you want to feel better? Someone look at myself. I want to feel better. <laughs> um, hello, GBOCT family. First, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life, and giving honor to our wonderful bishop and first lady. Um, today, I just wanted to give an announcement about how your health and well-being matters. Um, the best way to not have any health issues is by making sure you are taking the necessary action to prevent any sicknesses and disease. So prevention is key. Um, did you know that African Americans are living longer? An article from the CDC says that the death rate for African Americans has declined about 25% over 17 years, primarily, primarily for people 65 years old and older. But younger African Americans are living with or dying of many conditions typically found in white Americans at older ages. So when diseases start early, they can lead to death earlier. So African-Americans ages 18 to 49 are two times more likely to die from heart disease than whites. African-Americans ages 35 to 64 are 50% more likely to have high blood pressure than whites. So what can you do so you don't fall into any of these categories? Preventive maintenance on your body. So we do preventive maintenance on our cars to make sure they run well. 
Um, we prep our chicken, you know, we season it the night before to make sure that it tastes real good for the next day. But we don't go to the doctor to get annual checkups. We eat what we want, when we want, we don't exercise, and we partake in risky behaviors. So all that to say, we don't prep our bodies to make sure we are healthy. So we have to do the work so we can reap the benefits. If we start to do what's needed for our bodies to work well now, then we can help our children, we can help our grandchildren, and we can be examples for everything that they need to do. So in saying all this, everyone needs to make sure that they're doing what they need to do to be healthier and live a healthier lifestyle. You can start by getting yearly physicals and blood work, which will help you to know how your body's functioning, which can include information about your blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, we all need to make sure we're doing our cancer screenings like mammograms, colonoscopies, and STD screenings, vaccinations for the flu and pneumonia. And all those are great ways to get started and some interventions that you can do to help turn your health around now and maintain a healthier lifestyle. Quit smoking if you smoke, lose weight, eat healthy, identify depression, stop alcohol use, and avoid STDs. But if you need resources on how to get started, what to eat, or a doctor to see, let me know. I'm going to be working on putting together a resource kit so we can all take care of our temples. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. We can do better for ourselves. Let's start with making better choices. Isn't that good, saints? And we're going we're gonna to have this coming because I know uh, ladies just touching the lace. I, I, I'm fine now, but I'm going to get re really fine in a minute. I'm fine now, but I'm going to get really fine in a minute. <laughs> Me and touch another man, so you know I look good, bro. Don't even play. You know I look good. Deacon Love was the first one laughing because you know Deacon Love thinks he look real good. <laughs> but God says, long life lasts satisfied. I want you to live a long time. I want you. I mean, we got people now, we're getting older now. We in our 50s and our 60s. We got the, so many beautiful ladies over there. I want, I want, I want everybody to live to 95. 95. I want you to live to 95. I want, I want Brother Henry to live 97. Dexter live 107. Donnie live 127. Look out now. We need that wisdom around. Leela makes huh? <laughs> so we, we and, 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 and we, we want to we be careful and take care. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to just say this. Because um, we know, how many people know, know it's hard to change a diet? You, you, need, you need an anointing to change your diet. Because that tongue becomes addictive. Mm -hmm. Amen. And you know how it is in barbecue season. I'm going over here. You know y'all got some barbecue on that table. And that's what you want, the barbecue. Anyway, God bless. I, I'm telling you, this is, a, this is a push in our ministry. I want everybody to live a long, healthy life. I'm so blessed that our women over there in their 70s and 80s, don't they look good? Don't they look good? 
60s and 70s and 50s, and we think look good. We thank God for our men. They looking good in their 50s and 60s. They looking good. Brother Hill is 60, 17. He's the oldest man in church right now, I think. Brother Hewlin, I'm sorry. Hewlin is 70. 71. Give him a hand. 71 years old. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. We're going to go into the work. We're going to have a great time here today, and we're going to go into the uh, the book of Ephesians 6, chapter 4, verse. No one has to stand up because we thank God for our men. This is a Father's Day message that we thank God for our fathers in this church. My God. Good to see Sister Mo. I, I, I'm going, I'm, 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 I got to see you. I ain't seen you in six. I got to see you. <laughs> Ephesians, the 6th chapter, the 4th verse. Father, she's name, we thank you for this awesome time. We bless you. We praise you for being our heavenly father. Nobody can say we didn't grow up without a father because God, you was always there. If it had not been for the Lord, who is on our side? What would we be? We bless you and we give you glory. We give you praise for this time. God, we just thank you for loving us unconditionally. Your grace and your mercy. Unconditional love. We, God, we, we can never outsend your love you love us no matter what and God you say hereby shall all men know that we are disciples by we loving one another touch your neighbor just tell them tell them I love you I love you I love you I love you yeah that's it tell them I love you mm. so tell them tell them my heavenly father loves you too my heavenly father loves you mm. yes I love you so God we thank you for this time of coming together around your table we're going to sit here and enjoy your word as you speak to us about the power of fathers. So if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him minister with the ability that God giveth. So that God in all things be glorified by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let everybody say amen, amen. But then let me say something about Miss Anna. Even though she was out, she, I got some, she sent her ties in the mail anyway. Man, that, that's, that's, I'm a, that's one thing, that's one thing, I, 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 that's why I got supposed to have this ministry with the women, supposed to counsel tell the women, because these women are faithful. So Sister John said, Bishop, I ain't paid my first fruit. She said, Hush, how much should I pay? She said, I can do that. I'm sorry, Bishop. She pay everything on time. Sister John said, What are you, 84, 85? 85 years old. It's okay. Mm, just, just, just as sweet. I mean, all these, these, you look at these ladies over here, they keep up their responsibility. You hear me? All the ladies right now, the Carol and Charlene, they, they, I don't care, um, Sister Westwood, they're going to keep up their responsibilities. That is something we want to pass down to the next generation. <laughs> so we want to pass it down because we live in a generation where we do things on convenience. If I feel like doing, I want to do it. But no, that's not how you operate. They have a lot of wisdom. A lot of wisdom. So we thank God for it. But let's look at this, this Father's Day. Let's look at this word. Six, um, Ephesians 6 and 4 it says and ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord today we're going to talk about the importance and the necessity of godly fathers godly fathers today we're here to celebrate and honor and glorify and give praise and give respect to the great fathers that are here in the greater body of Christ. Temple, come on, give God a hand and praise for these great fathers. 
Now this time I want you to give a really standing ovation because we stood up for the women. Let's stand up for these great fathers. Let's stand up and give these fathers some praise, some honor. We thank God for these great fathers, these great fathers, these great fathers. These great fathers. My God, my God. Listen, we thank God for the great fathers in our church, in our community, and the great fathers in our lives with these also the spiritual fathers. Today we're here to honor and to celebrate fathers. We ain't here to talk about no cousins, no friends, no aunties, no sisters, no brothers, no grandmama, no mama. We're here to talk about fathers. To respect and celebrate the fathers and, and the powerful position that they hold. Usher, you may be seated. And the powerful position that they hold. Listen, the father, follow me, is by far the most important, most necessary, most essential, most meaningful, most needed position there is in our society. The father. The father, not the president. Not the governor, not the mayor, not the professional athlete, not the movie stars, not the rap stars, not, not auntie, not mama, not, but it's the father. The most powerful, most important position that is in our society. We know that the father not only is the most important position in our society, but listen, but the father's most important position in all of heaven and earth. Why? Because the entire nature, entire reality, the whole entire paradigm of the Godhead is overshadowed, is consumed, is overtaken by the fact that the almighty, everlasting, eternal God, that God is a father. God is not a mother. God is not an aunt. God ain't no nephew. He ain't no cousin. He's no niece. He is a father. Mm -mm -mm. And God's the father. And, and, and God is, is the supreme being. And God's not going to occupy any position, any title, any area that does not reflect his supremacy, does not reflect his supreme anointing. And that title is Father. Oh, my God. So, you know, they had this, you know, the, the, the universe and, and you know, that the God is a woman. And, and God is a, what in the, what in the, folks just be making up stuff now. But God is the Father. He never seen no woman. He's the Father. Somebody say, God's the Father. He's the Father. He's the Father. Mm. Now, the fact, listen, that the Father is the most important person in our society. Ladies, this is not minimizing you. This is not marginalizing you. This is not, this is not belittling you. This is not something you to get upset about, to get mad about, get afraid about, get upset about. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the way that God has ordained it. Because God has ordained the man, the father, to be the head. In fact, ladies, really, this is honoring you. This is glorifying you. Because it's saying that the man, the father, the husband, he's supposed to be looking out for you. See, in all the cultures, they respect fathers in a higher way. Respect men in a higher way. Charlene went to Dubois. She said, I've never seen ladies respect their fathers. There are men in their lives, even if they were married, their spiritual fathers, like I saw when I went over there. And she said, the fathers has, the men had such respect for women. Whew. She said, I dropped some of a man, picked it up before I can pick, before it even got on the ground. That, 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 there's, a, there's an order that takes place. Understanding that you got a, a, a spiritual father or a father or a husband or what, he's supposed to look out. Supposed to be looking out for 
you. So don't, don't get bad because I'm going to tell some stuff, but I want you to hear it. See, God ordained for the man to be the head. And the head is the most important part on your body. Listen, you can live without an arm. You can live without a leg. You can live without a kidney. You can live without two arms and two legs. But you can't live without a head. Ooh, you ain't never seen nobody walking around. Oh, they go the headless man. You ain't seen that. You can have a head. If the head got a headache, everything else off. If the head hurting, if the head is confused, everything is off. It's important that we understand that the father, the father is the most important thing there is. And listen, ladies, let me see this. As I go for, don't let this spirit that's in the world where they're competing with, with men and women on the same equal level. Don't let that come into your household. Don't let it come into your life. Don't let it come into your marriage because that's of the devil. Boy, I know somebody want to get their gun out. No, that's the devil. As old folks say, oh, slewfoot. What has happened, let me give you a look. How this took place was in the 70s and the 80s, especially in the 90s, when women start getting better educations and start making more money and getting better jobs. So then they begin to say, well, I'm equal to the man because I make as much or more than he makes. So I got an education that's better than yours. I'm equal to the man because I know more than you. But that's not the order of God. Because let me put it this way. My arms are real strong, but my arms are not more important than my head. My head tells my arms what to do. I guarantee you, I don't care how much money you got in your bank account right now, but when you go to your job, I don't care how much money you got in your bank account, your boss is still the boss. That's the order. You are not equal because of the fact what you got in your bank account. That doesn't make you equal because I promise you, ladies, listen, if someone was to break in your house tonight, God forbid, you ain't going to say, well, honey, did you go check on the burglar last week? I'm going to check on them this week because we're equal and I'm going to check on the burglar because we're equal because I make as much money as you. We're the same. No, you ain't going to say that. You're going to say, no, you better get up. <laughs> you on that because at that point in time, now the equality stuff out the door. <laughs> Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. That, 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 this on Friday, my wife and Courtney, they was outside planting flowers. As they was planting flowers, listen what happened. A snake showed up. Want no equality then? Bishop! Courtney said, first lady moved like Michael Jackson. It was thriller. I got out there on a 17 foot anaconda. <laughs> 17 foot. No, y'all, y'all can't believe that story. Your faith ain't good enough. Let me tell you the real story. Another story. So when I got out there, I say this. The snakes always show up in the garden. 
He snake showed up in the Garden of Eve. Garden of Eden. Messed up Eve. I said, you shouldn't have showed up in the Garden of Bishop. I got me a hoe. Hit it three times. One for the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Dead. She realized I got somebody to watch over my back. The father, 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 the father. It's important. He's the head. Now, let's get into what this is going to be awesome, saints. Hopefully, I got it right. I got so much stuff to say about this. I can talk about this, about 20, 20 different lessons about the role of a man. Um, let me show I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why the father is most important. Go back on the screen. Let's go back. Ephesians 6 and 4, if you can. Um, um, Ephesians 6 and 4. My God, my God. Because the Father has responsibility of raising the children. You say, what'd you say? The Father has the responsibility of raising the Father. The Father has the responsibility of raising the children. Let's look at the word it says, and ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath. But bring them up, raise them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. The father, he said, the father. He knew who he was talking to. He said, he wasn't saying the mothers. He wasn't talking about grandmamas. He wasn't talking about aunts. He said, the father. Not brothers, not sisters. He said, the father. Now, all these people can help in raising a child, but that's not their responsibility. It's the responsibility of the father to raise them up, to bring them up, to develop the maturity of that child. Mm, 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 mm. Listen, that's not the same single mothers cannot raise a child. That's a lie because my father died when I was 10 years old and he, I never lived in the house with him for a month. They can raise a child. They can raise a child. Now, listen, stay with me. They can raise a child, but that's not God's prescribed way. That's not God's ordained way. That's not God's intelligent ordained way that he created. He said, fathers. If you ain't got no father, what you do is, my mama didn't raise, her, raise me by herself. She got with the heavenly father. Say, fathers, raise your children. I know, I know this is not what society is saying, but this is what biblical reality is saying. I know this is not what the word is saying, but this is what the word is saying. I know this is not what, uh, 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 what the culture is saying, but this is what the scripture is saying. Fathers, raise your children. So raising a child is like planting the flower. When you plant a flower in the earth, just because you plant a flower in the earth, it doesn't make you a farmer. Just because you plant a seed in a woman's womb, it doesn't make you a father. But you plant a flower in the earth, you have to raise it up. You got to plant that seed. Raise it up. He said, bring up in the nurture and admonition. It's talking about the right environment. You got to plant that seed and that flower in the right environment. It has to be planted in the right soil. It's got to receive the right amount of water. It's got to receive the right amount of sunlight. It has to, you have to pull the weeds out. You got to raise that plant. Got to be consistent with it. Got to do every morning. Got to go out there and spend time with it. In the evening, got to look at it. You got you to spend time with it. Got to raise it. Be right over it. In order to, to raise a child, you got to plant that child in the right environment. 
Got to plant that child in the right Christian soil. Oh my God. Got to plant that child in the right healthy admonition of a Christian home. Make sure that the word of God is the final authority in your house. Make sure that prayer is flowing through your house. Make sure that worship is in your house. Stop all that cursing and, and fighting in front of your children. That ain't no Christian environment. Stop getting drunk in front of your children. Stop smoking dope in front. Stop smoking dope, period. But please stop smoking dope in front of your children. Make sure you ain't talking about other Christians in front of your children. People already know what you think about somebody else. And yeah, your child. Yeah, she made me sick. Cause so and so. My mama said, yeah, yeah, I don't like her either. Stop talking about folk in front of your children. Make sure your kids ain't watching no R-rated movie. I was gonna take some kids out <laughs> in the movie one time in church. I'm not saying we, so don't try to figure out who they are. I was gonna take some kids out to the movie. I said, well, we can't watch this episode, this movie here, because it's rated R. Uh-uh, my mama will let me watch rated R. I watch rated R all the time. <laughs> Your mama may let you watch it, but I ain't gonna let you watch it. Because I'm gonna put you in the right environment and seeing somebody cussing, having sex, that ain't no right environment. You know what I'm saying? He says, Father, take the responsibility of raise this child. You got to know the word of God. And the father's knowing to do this. Let me, and I'm not trying to criticize anybody. This is going to make it better. And see, fathers, we love football. We love basketball. We love sports. But we know about what has taken place with the Toronto Raptors being Golden State on Wednesday, Thursday night. We know more about statistics of Matt Ryan last, how many touchdowns passing through. More than we can quote a verse of scripture. Ask them to find the book of um, Job in the Bible. It's going to take seven days. Is it still in the Bible? You can't teach a child if you don't know it. You got to get in that word, fellas. You got because you need to know it. Can somebody say amen? amen? You need to know it, but but when you man, when you take on the role of a father, when you begin to do what God has called you to do, when you begin to move in the manner that God called you to move in, you will see that God will give you blessings, glory, um, grace, mercy, and power, and God will be so pleased with you, so happy with you, so excited with you, that you will never see blessings in your life like never before, because God is looking for the fathers to do what he wants you to do in this earth. Oh, can somebody say amen? Oh, uh, let's, let me, let's, let's give an application. Let's look at uh, Genesis, the 17th chapter. If you have that, go, you got it good, because I don't know if I got my Bible torn up. But Genesis, the 17th chapter. I think the 18th chapter. Let me see what it is. Yeah, you're right, 18 to 17. Okay. 17 through 19. Now, listen. Here in our text, you know the story. God's about to bring judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? Because Solomon and Gomorrah's men were out of, out of their mind. They were oppressing the poor. They were uh, a nation of rapists and criminals. And homosexuality was taking over the land. It sounds very similar to a nation that we're talking about that we're familiar with today. 
And God's about to bring judgment on the nation of Sodom and Gomorrah. But let's look at the word. And God says, the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham Whew. that which I'm about to do? Well, come on now. He says, Abraham, you, 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 you are good father. You are awesome father. He said, I highly respect you, Abraham. I highly reverence you. I highly regard you because you are blessed father. Shall I hide it from Abraham? He said, I'm not, I'm not going to tell nobody else, but should I hide it from him? Whoa, 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 whoa. So why didn't he want to hide it? Go to the 18th verse. He says, seeing that Abraham should surely become a great nation and a mighty nation and all the blessings of earth shall be blessed in the Father. Go to the 19th verse. Watch this. Listen to why he says, I'm going to do it. He says, well, I know him that he will command his children. Keep that up there for a second. He will command his children. See, one thing, you got, you got too much of democracy in your house. Ain't no democracy in my house. Ain't no voting going on. I'm bishopocracy. Whatever I say, that's what's going to happen. Oh, you going to church and you're going to love the Lord. Joshua says, for me and my house, we will serve him. Don't about one talk to me today, do you? A father. He says, listen, I know that he will command, listen, that he will teach. He said, he will teach his children the word of God and they shall keep the way of the Lord. He said, Abraham shall teach his children. He said, I know he's going to do it. He said, I don't question whether he's going to do it. I don't doubt whether he's going to do it. I'm not confused whether he's going to do it. I'm not worried. He said, I know he's going to do it. He said, because I know he's going to do it. He said, my God. Can you imagine that every time God's getting ready to do something, he said, I need to tell you about it. Can you imagine all the, all the, when God have a business meeting in heaven, say, we can't do it without Dexter. We can't do it without Daniel. We can't do it without, um, I'm thinking level. I, I got to tell them because I know they got their hand on the children. So, why is it that the father loves a father that raised, why is it God loves a father that raises children? Why, 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 why? Because listen, saints, God made the covenant with the fathers. He made the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He didn't make it with Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel. He made it with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Bible says in Psalms 105 and 8, he says, what the word says, he, had, he will remember his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham. And it's open to Isaac and confirmed to the same unto Jacob for everlasting law. What he says, I made the covenant with the fathers. So he says, because I told you what to do, you're supposed to tell the children. Because I'm telling you. I'm trusting you. God honors the fathers that, that raise their children, that teach their children. Why? Because God wants the next generation. He wants the next generation. See, we can't be talking about all these kids are crazy. No, we have failed them because we ain't taught them. We have important into them what God, thus said the Lord. Oh, my God. But God's told me, he says, listen, he says, you can't affect what didn't happen, but you can affect what's going to happen. 
One of the things we talk about as we restart our church next week, one of the plans is about having men that we, that we got to understand that God, he said, I'm going to bless Abraham because he taught, he was concerned, he focused on his children, he gave his children the word, he gave his children the truth, he gave his children understanding, he gave his children the, um, the wisdom of God. He said, I'm going to bless him because I got, Abraham has given me a new generation of people that will serve me. Isn't that awesome? The next generation. This is what the fathers are responsible for. So the first thing, the reason why the father is so important, because number one, what he does, what he does, what he does, he raises the children. He raises the children. He pours the revelation in God. That's why it's so important. He has the responsibility. The Bible says that the glory of the children are their fathers. Mm-mm-mm. The second reason, we're going to close on this. I know it's kind of late. The second reason that the father's most important person on the planet, listen, it's because of the supernatural abundance, supernatural prosperity, supernatural blessings, the supernatural uh, 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 economic growth is upon the father. My God, my God. As a godly father, you got a blessing on you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. There's a prophetic anointing on every godly father. There's a prophetic power on every godly father. There's a prophetic ability on every godly father. There's a prophetic gift on every godly father that you can speak of your child. Supernatural abundance, prosperity is on the father. This real saints, go with me to 27th chapter of, of, of Genesis. The father. Mm-mm-mm. Let's walk in this blessing. Let's walk. 27, 1 and 4. You know this story. Yeah, it's amen. And it came, this is by Isaac. It's Abraham's son. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old, his eyes were dim so they could not see. He called his eldest son Esau and said to him, my son, Said him, behold, I am old and I know not the day of my death. He's getting gold. He's about to die. Go to the third to fourth verse. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison. He's going to have a covenant meal with his son. And he says, then make me savory meat, such as I love. Bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee. Listen. He said, I'm going to bless thee before I die. Oh, come on now. He said, I'm going to bless thee. That's an anointing on me to bless you. Come on, boy. See, that we perish because of a lack of knowledge. Isaiah, now you know the story, who, who live an abundantly prosperous life. Because the blessing that was given to his father Abraham was upon Isaac. And at this point in Isaac's life, Isaac was the old man now. He had been blind. Now he's about to make his transition to go and be with his fathers. Before Isaac was going to make his transition, transition, he said, let me transfer my blessing upon my eldest son Esau. Isaac knew that that as a godly father, he had the power. He had the anointing. Oh, Jesus. He had the authority. To speak a word of his eldest son. And the blessing had to come to pass. 
But Isaac had a conniving and scheming wife by the name of Rebecca. She had, they had a conniving and scheming son by the name of Jacob. They put together a treacherous plot, deceptive plan to steal the blessing from Esau. But the fact that the point I want you to see that Isaac knew, Rebecca knew, Esau knew, and Jacob knew that the blessing of my future, the blessing of my destiny, the blessing of my life, the blessing of my endeavors lived in the power, the authority, the prophetic utterance, and the anointing and the words of their father Isaac. My God, my God. He said, my blessing is upon Isaac. So if Isaac speak it, it's going to come to pass. If Isaac said, it's going to happen. If Isaac declare it, can't nobody keep me from it. He said, I need this blessing from my daddy. I need this blessing from my father. I need this blessing from the one that God has anointed and put this power upon him. He said, I need this blessing. He said, this blessing don't depend on the color of my skin. Don't depend on my ethnicity. Doesn't depend upon my education. Doesn't depend upon my abilities. Doesn't depend upon my talents. But this blessing depends upon the blessings of my father. He said, even though I didn't go to elementary school, middle school, high school, college, but yet and still, when my father blessed me, I'm going to be anybody around. He said, my father blessed me, I'm going to be blessed more than anybody in this church. When my father blessed me, I'm going to be blessed more than anybody in the community because that's a blessing upon the father. See, listen, this is what the devil understands, that the blessing is upon the godly father. This is why the devil attacks men the way that he does. This why, this why, this this was affected our, our our community the most. Why? Because of the 2.1 million men that are locked up in America's jails. 44% of them are African Americans. 44% of all jail cells have African American men in there. The blessing of the family is locked up in jail. The blessing of the family is in prison because the devil is scared of a real father. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. And once we begin to understand, to learn to understand that the blessings that are upon the godly father, this revelation will cut out most of all this crime we got in our society. Why? Because when you got the blessing of a father, ain't no reason to rob nobody. Ain't no reason to break in nobody's house because you already got a house. Ain't no reason to carjack somebody because you already got a car. Ain't no reason to take some sale drawers because you already got money in the bank. Why? Because you got the blessing of the father. You already got the house. You got the car, you got the job, you got the prosperity, you got the health, you got the abundant life. Because when you got the blessing of the Father, you're already blessed. We don't understand this because we've been, we perish because of a lack of knowledge. The reason why gangs are spreading like wildfire is because they're looking for a father. Reason why gangs are spreading like wildfire, they're looking for a man. Reason why gangs are spreading like wildfire, they're looking for somebody to be there as a man who's going to govern them and guide them because they're looking for direction from a man. When you got a real father, when you got a real father who knows the power that he has, that's the anointing upon you that you're going to be blessed all the days of your life. And listen to what God began to tell me. He says, tell my people, 
He said, I don't care what situation you're in right now. He said, as a father, you got a blessing upon you. He said, this day I give you a blessing because I'm the heavenly father. He said, because if Isaac can bless you, he said, how much more can I bless you? He said, there's a blessing coming upon my children right now. He said, this day I'm declaring that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. God said, this is your season to go to the next level. How many people know you got a real godly father and God's going to put a blessing upon you? If you know you got the blessing of a father, you ought to give God some praise in this place right now. If you know you got the blessing of the father, that means sickness can't stop you. Fear can't stop you. Disease can't stop you. Poverty can't stop you. God said, the blessing, God said, I bless you and you're blessed right now. If you're blessed, you ought to give God some praise. If you're blessed, you ought to give God some glory. Why? Because you got a real father. He ain't gonna let you down. He ain't gonna walk away from you. Everything you need is in your daddy. You ought to give God praise. Thank God for your daddy. Thank God for the anointing. Thank God for the prosperity. Thank God for the strength. Because whatever God says, it's got to come to pass. And God says, you got an anointing on you right now. He said, I don't care what's in your life. God said, you're already healed. I don't care what's in your life. You're already delivered. God said, I don't care what's in your life because I am your father. If you believe it, give God some praise. Listen, there's nothing like a father. There's nothing like that anointing. There's nothing like that power. And what God is looking for today is some fathers who say, you know what? I want to walk into my blessing. Because the next generation is in our hand. It ain't in God's hand. This is men's hand. The next generation. And we got some great men in our church. Awesome men. Men who are dedicated to God. Who come to church on a regular basis. Who I know that love God. And God wants to put a special anointing upon you. That whatever you speak in your life. See, Isaac knew that whatever, Isaac knew that once I gave this blessing to Jacob, or Esau, Jacob really got it. He said, I don't care. He said, Isaac said, he is blessed and he shall be blessed and nobody can take it from him. God wants some men to understand that I'm blessed by the hand of God and nobody shall take it from me. That you walk in this earth in undefeated power. That you walk in this earth in, in invincible power. That I don't care what it is. You know you got resurrection power in your life. That I don't care what you're dealing with. You know that you got power over everything that's in this earth. Why? Because God has anointed you. With that blessing of Abraham himself. So 